Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey Smashers! This is more than a little bit fucking exciting this week because I'm talking to brilliant writer, actor and stand-up but also insanely brilliant cook, my dear mate Rose Johnson. But the really exciting bit is it wasn't remote. We were face to far away face in my garden. Yes, please. Oh, sweet Lord, the difference of being together. It was so nice. Um, Thank you for listening generally to the podcast and even more if you're spreading the word about it. Please may you subscribe if you haven't already and give it a five-star review if you want. That helps it become a bigger and better beast. Rose and me rambled away for over an hour and a half. This is the edited version, of course. Uh, But if you are up for hearing the rest, why not consider becoming a patron? Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see where you can give even just a few dollars a month and get stuff like totally exclusive content and outtakes such as the remaining conversation that there wasn't room for in this main podcast. Only do that, though, if you've already uh, coughed up any spare money or indeed any money you've got to other things like food banks um, or mine, maybe put some money somewhere brilliant for Pride. There's a, an amazing campaign called Exist Loudly, which if you Google has a GoFundMe page. Um, if you've done all the giving and want to do some fancy getting and you're South East London based, I need to tell you, I got my dinner the other night from a really swanky pants furloughed chef and it was incredible. They deliver it to your door. Uh, you can look up the website or on Instagram. Uh, his name is Ben and um, it's in the podcast notes, uh, but you'll find it by looking up Catford F- Cooking Collective. 
Um, oh, it was so good. If you're looking for a way of helping people uh, but don't have any money or time and you want to help people eat, um, look up schemes near you because they're all over the place where you can cook for people who are vulnerable or shielding or both. For example, if you're in London, I know that Haggerston Mutual Aid are recruiting volunteers. Right. Okay. Rose has come round to mind for this episode. As I said, we're outside, so excuse the slight windiness or banging fence noises from time to time. Who cares? We were together. And I won't give any spoilers about her food, but long story short, she's the most amazing cook. Better than half the things I've eaten in restaurants, the stuff she brought round. Oh, God, and it's almost fucking annoying, actually, how talented she is. Enjoy my enjoyment and get all over her Instagram if you want to share in my day-to-day envy of her. What's here on this plate that you've made? Well, um, main event, two breads. Two breads. Yeah. Oh, two bread Thursday. Yeah, two bread Thursday. Basically, my second ever sourdough loaf. It's incredible. Thank you. I cannot believe a normal person with no pastry chef training has made this bread. Well, I did use a recipe from Rickhouse Bakery in Peckham. So I've used the recipe of a professional but yeah, hands all recipes. Of an you would hope that all recipes are the recipes of a professional. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. This is a um, recipe of a chance, and no wonder it went wrong. But I was worried because the first loaf, the first sourdough loaf I made was absolutely, I mean, it was flat as a pancake. <coughs> sour, sourdough pancake, basically. Like a little rock. My husband Dan was very diplomatic when he tasted it. Was it? Che- chewing for about four or five minutes. <laughs> going, mmm. Um, mmm. And then, but so I, but I didn't know if it was going to work because right. of the first failure. So ah. I, te- I've made, I made, also made an emergency focaccia just in case. And I've, the f- I've already too. tasted the focaccia and it's fucking lush. I'll tell with you what, I wasn't shy with the olive oil. In it. Olive, yeah, olive and rosemary focaccia. Oh my god! If any, yeah, if people. So you said that's easy though. Yeah, you so are a fancy pants for calling that easy. If you're a bread baking novice, I'd say that's a good place to start. Is it? Yeah, focaccia. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite things about focaccia is that my. Um, Mm. She'll hate me for this. My mum pronounces it fachacha. <laughs> and um, when you take the piss out of her Fachat- too... Fachacha. Fachacha. And um, if you take the piss out of her too prolifically for saying fachacha, um, she just starts calling it tear and share. <laughs> fachacha sounds like, um, like a, a euphemism for a vagina. Mm. Yeah. Quite like that. Or um, have you seen um, um, Bake Off the Professionals? I have, yeah. One of the judges, the lady judge on that. Oh, yeah, what's her name? She's got an amazing name. Oh, she's name. got an amazing name. She's called... Oh, was it means with J? I thought it began with C. Oh, no. Oh, you're right. Cherish? Cherish. Cherish. What a name! And um, if she really hates something, she she calls it cha-cha-cha. <laughs> that also sounds like you. <laughs> Oops. Oh. No! It's so nice to be hoovering in person with someone again. I can't believe it's a chair. My chair just sunk into a divot in the oh, floor. Oh, I thought it, it was the bread. No. What, that I just already made me break Bust the my chair. chair? Yeah. But I'd had one mouthful of your fachacha. So I've um, made the breads. Yeah. And I've also made, I've brought along some of my um, onion and bacon tarts. Oh, my God. That I made yesterday. Fucking hell. Mm. And also you've bought... I feel so bad. So you've made stuff from scratch like a fucking wizard. Oh yeah, those aubergine, yeah, Georgian, as Georgian, in the country, yeah. aubergine rolls, which are vegan. Unbelievable. And they're sort of you make this weird, I'm you sort of whiz up. Go and eat one now, and I'll talk while you chew it. Oh my god. You whiz up 
walnuts mm. and um, till they're really almost sticking together and oh you wang in a bit of these special spices that you buy some vinegar well, spices are so good they're all toasty and smoky yeah it's really nice isn't it it's a bit yeah. curry so li- oh, i suppose it is like curry powdery yeah but it's um it's mm. not heat it's just really and then so you nice. um roll them up into aubergine bits that you've it's like a bit curry and a bit nutmeggy even or something, or maybe cinnamony. Like it tastes slightly crispy, yeah. slightly toasty. Yeah, I think it's got those things in it. But we took a picture, didn't we? And I yeah. can um, oh, give you a link to the recipe. Yes, please. Um, yeah, you made these for the Hoovering second birthday party. I did. And you and, yeah. and your husband were, the, I think, the only people on it who hadn't already done a normal podcast mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. I'm so glad. I, honestly, I've, you've been making such incredible food all through lockdown that I was like, I really want to. I really want to hoover with Rose. Also, we were we were on tour together when this all kicked off. Yeah, that was mad, wasn't it? Because you were, you were, we didn't know you didn't know if whether you were going to go to get to go to Melbourne. Yeah, and then and I then definitely wasn't going to get to go to Melbourne, and I'm not in Melbourne. I'd have been back already by now. Mm. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, we were going to record a hoovering on the road, and I'm, I'm glad we didn't rush it and do that. And I'm well, glad ultimately that what we've done is waited until we could do it. Properly. In one of our gardens, yeah. and me gets to eat all your fit cooking. <laughs> yeah, because it would have been a bit of a sad hoovering. It would have been like, if we'd have done it on a tour, it would have been like a packet croissant that the yeah. hotel gave us. Um, oh, that was, that was, yeah, we should talk about the stuff we got given. The one that gave us like a packed breakfast. Mm. That was Leeds, wasn't it? Yeah, and what was the breakfast? It was like, it was really it was three like three individually proof. packaged croissants mm. each, an apple, yeah. an orange. Mm. A carton of orange juice and a carton of apple juice. Yeah. And that was each. It was an extraordinary amount of sugar, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just think... Not complaining. I've no. really enjoyed it. Oh, I've yeah. I've just eaten my first bit of sourdough. You're, is that good? This is incredible. Good. This is fucking incredible. Dan says that I've joined a cult since starting to make sourdough. What cult? What sourdough cult. Said so I don't talk about anything else. Oh, I see. So well, I had to stay up to 1am to make it. Because feeding it and cuddling it. Basically, well, the feeding bit's not that hard. I won't, I won't, I won't bore you with the details. Mm-hmm. Because, but if people want to do it, yeah. I, would, I would say go on Brickhouse Bakery's Instagram mm-hmm. and they've got, like, really detailed step-by-step instructions. I already had a starter that was given to me. Right. So I didn't have to start it from scratch. Who gave you a sourdough starter? So that was my um, husband, so my sister-in-law's husband, right, my right, husband's right, sister's right. husband, Where and we went there, we had to go there last week um, safely. I want to add socially distance because <clears throat> they run a boarding house. They have an a, b- empty boarding house in a boarding wow. school. Because um, our flat got a rat. <laughs> Lockdown rat. We didn't fuck about. Got in there. Got out news in quite quick. Yeah. Uh, but basically, all, you have you know, to tell if, the people listening where where you discovered it was right, living. The rat. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I love cooking. Genuinely, this lockdown, mm. the, the thing, the only thing that's been keeping me sane is going in the kitchen, basically, yeah. and cooking and yeah. baking. Um, you are fucking amazing at it. Look. Oh thank my you. God. But um, mm. did we take a picture of that tart? Um, no, but I can send people, I can give people a link to oh, the yeah. Instagram post oh, you I'll did just, about I'll it I'll just yesterday. give you the picture, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, what was the first thing about the rat? Oh, so it was when it was really sunny. Yeah. Dan and I, my husband Dan and I were sitting outside and I went inside to maybe like get some lunch or something and I hear rustling, big, <gasps> big rustling, right? Major rustling. Proper And I go, Dan. Right, Russell Brand rustling. I go, Dan, there's an, a- I was like, Dan, there's an animal in this house. And he was like, no, there's not. And I was like, I can hear an animal. But the rustling had stopped. So he obviously thought, my wife's gone mental. Yeah. So then I, f- I thought it was coming from like our, you know, like sort of dry food cupboard where we sugar and all that business is. Yeah. Dan opened the cupboard because I thought it was in there and a bag of sugar fell out. And he was like, oh, you've just, the sugar's just fallen over. You've just heard that. That's what you heard. And I was right. like, okay. But in my head, I was oh, thinking, God. no, I didn't. I was thinking about. I was thinking a bag of sugar don't take 10 seconds of rustling to fall over. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I obviously your mind wants to go, everything's fine. There's not an yep. animal in the house. Yep. So I was like, fine, fine, fine. Uh, next morning, wake up. I've, I've left some old stale bread out to go so I can make breadcrumbs oh on the side. Oh, God. I more can't wake up. More homemade bread or? I don't believe so. I hope not. I don't believe Imagine, so. Imagine, that would add salt to the wound. <laughs> So anyway, I get up, that crust of bread is no longer on the plate I left it on. Right. It's been dragged all the way across the counter and dragged. has teeth marks all the way around oh, it. Oh, fuck off. Dan's going, we've got a mouse. I'm thinking... That's one big fucking wrong mouse, again. Bitch. Wrong again, Daniel. It ain't sugar. It wasn't a sugar and it ain't a mouse. <laughs> but I keep quiet. Okay, Dan goes out, by his mouse traps. <laughs> While Dan's out... I walk into the kitchen. Oh no! There's a rat on the floor. <laughs> Running round my kitchen. Oi! Can you give me an idea compared to a cat about size? Um, half a cat? No, no, that's mad. Actually, third of a cat. No, that's enough. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Do you know? I don't. Um, I don't think I have a problem with rodents per se. Mm. Like, I'm all right with spiders, whatever, but I am so, so, so scared of snakes yeah. that anything with a tail fucks That's me mad. up. That's mad. You wouldn't have liked it. this guy. I, you wouldn't I would have liked have Roland. I fucking screamed, Roland! Do you remember that from the 80s? Yeah. So he's... Mm. So Roland, so, we, so it's a rat, we know it's a rat. This is such a testament to how fucking amazing the food you've made is. You're still eating. I'm not just still eating, I'm... I, every mouthful is like, I can't, I haven't, obviously, neither of us have been to a restaurant for fucking months. This is better. It's oh, so good. It's that's so, so nice of you. Good. Oh, man, I feel so spoiled. Good. I've literally provided some things in packets. Yeah, but delicious some things in packets. and olives and shit. You've picked Cup. excellent things in packets. You literally told me what to get. <laughs> I was like, what would go with what you've made? And you were like, but... Bits in, mozzarella, things in, things in packets. So mm. I've done what I'm told. I mean, it's this has been the most relaxing hoovering. Oh, good. I think I've I've opened. F- a few I packets. am. Sorry. I I've, think I think I mean. Again, I'm delighted because one of the absolute joys of my life is mm. cooking for people. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love having people for dinner. I love. I have. A, I think it's a bad habit of when I go to when I'm invited over to people's houses mm. for food. I will take food. Yeah. And not in a way that I don't want to eat their food. I just, I, I love it. I yeah, love yeah. it. I love making stuff. But sometimes I think, does this look like I don't trust what you've made? No, no. Well, I think you'd have to be very insecure to be upset about that, especially if you're having to communicate before. So it all, 
Yeah. It's all part of the same thing. You'd have to be so up your ass, wouldn't you, to be like, um, I got this. But also, there's always going to be something you could make. Even I if- think it's Nigella who's. I think I got this from Nigella, who she, she said once said she was like never knowingly undercated, mm. and that is absolutely my motto. 100%. I overdo everything, but yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah. I love it, so oh, I do I it. I love it too. Um, so anyway, yeah, we would confirm the rat. <clears throat> so then we're like, oh, we'll oh. try and catch it ourselves. We buy some rat traps. Oh god. We get tormented for like three days, where the rat keeps eating the peanut butter off the rat traps and not setting the traps off. Clever little bitch. Yeah, they are. They honestly, it, 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 I think that they are a demonic presence. Right. <clears throat> honestly, I was like, this rat. It knows it's 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 like it's like the possessed with the spirit of an evil person. Right, right, right. Because it's doing stuff. It smashed a jar of breadcrumbs <laughs> off a shelf so it could eat the breadcrumbs. <laughs> oh God! And uh, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, absolutely dreadful business. So then we were like, <laughs> oh yeah, and then Dan found some droppings in the bedroom, and he was like, we've got to get a rat man in, and we've got to get out of this house. And I was like, yeah, Shit. like we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, the idea of, I mean, it's just going to sleep, isn't it? How can you go to sleep if you think the guy's in there with you? So uh, so we get the rat man in. He's, I mean, what a character. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a funny old job choice. His, he's got an Instagram page for a start. That's the first thing he showed us. Guess what that is? Oh no, what's it called? I won't, I won't say the name of the company just in case, but his Instagram page is just loads of pictures of dead rats no 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 yeah no. and he's showing us that and we're like yeah yeah this is all well and good but kill <laughs> kill our rat and also some people might not want to see that <laughs> his ringtone was a song that goes there ain't no bugs on me there ain't no <laughs> bugs on me <laughs> you, i thought you were gonna do you'd be 40 Oh, there's a rat in my kitchen. <laughs> what am I going Yeah, because that was really funny when you messaged me and said how many people have sung that to you since you it, actually had a rat in your kitchen. And me. I was like, none, because I think people know that I'm literally losing, <laughs> like, losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> losing my you were like, no, I think you said something like, no, because I think they can all tell, actually, I'm I am really, edge. really on the edge. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that to you, but I think I maybe, yeah, I'd maybe restrain my... Um, it's like the opposite of, it's, it's like exactly what people mean when they say, I'm breezy. They mean, yeah. I'm on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, yeah, Paul, he keeps going. He, first thing he does, straight down the drains, lifts a man- manhole cover. you got a kitchen extension. Yeah, they'll be coming up through your drains. And we're like, okay. Puts down this track of dust. Anyway, there was basically a big saga where he had to do three visits and he was like, he just could not find this right. He was like, it's not the drains. There's a hole here. I'm not, I'm missing it. He's ripped out oh at the bottom God. of our kitchen. I'm missing something. I'm missing a hole. Anyway, so but the, the long, the very roundabout thing that I'm trying to say is, when we found the droppings in the bedroom, we were like, we've got to get out. We can't live here. This is yeah. uninhabitable. So we went to, we just went to stay with Dan's sister because she's got this empty boarding school, mm. so we could stay there safely. Amazing. And that's where I got the sourdough starter off. Ah, off, um, nice. So you know. You know, you, you gain a rat, but you also gain a sourdough starter. Yeah. Do you know? Anyway, so anyway, we, he, he does three visits. This rat's playing. Tr- this rat's, rat's playing tricks on me. This rat sent me a puzzle. <laughs> anyway, the third time he comes ain't back, no every time, ain't no bugs on me. Ain't no bugs on every me. Every time he comes back, we're going to him. Are you sure it's not just walked in through the back door, through like the patio door? And mm. he's going very unlikely. It's possible very unlikely the third time he can't find a hole anywhere 
and it's causing mayhem. Yeah. Like it's smashing stuff. It's running around. It's knocking stuff off the shelves. Like a fucking poltergeist. Honestly. So anyway, well, funny you should say that, because then, after he's looked round, he goes, "There's no hole in this room." And then he <gasps> just looked at me and just he he just looked at me and went, "It's in the room with us now." <laughs> like a se- oh like a seance. God, it's in the room with us now. No. I was like, what is it? I was like, what's he going to say next? Like, nibble twice for yes. But like, that's <laughs> like Shirley Ghostman. Absolutely mad. You would never believe this, right? He so he's in the room with us. He went, would you care to step outside into the garden for me? So we go outside, <laughs> and he looks under everything. He looks under the sofa. He looks under the bookcase, and he's like. And, le- and no, but that's right. And he was going, it's not, it's not here. And then, and then he was like, unless it's under the fridge. So we're outside and he looks down underneath and just goes, he's under your fridge. Anyway, he dispatched with the rat. How, do you know how? Yeah, he put all, sorry, I mean, might need oh. to put a trigger warning on this. Okay. If people don't like it. I mean, it's, it's just a rat, but he put all traps right. around the fridge and then like, yeah. <laughs> came out and went here you got a poking stick <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just go and get you, you I'll just think, go and get one from my collection <laughs> do you think if you worked in pest control one of the first things you'd purchase poking uh, stick in, in, your, in your toolbox would be your own poking stick anyway it? we managed to find a poking stick and he basically wiggled it around until it came out and then he caught it in a trap fucking hell but my god what a t- I feel honestly <laughs> like it was like being terrorised yeah I mean that's actually I shouldn't have said that that's <laughs> no being terrorised with a small t I mean that's with a, with a small honest, t you yeah. know you're not saying yeah. you're not equating it to but a it was like <laughs> you feel like somebody you feel like something's taken over your home yeah well, oh it had, yeah, mate. and then so it was living under the fridge because it was warm <laughs> but then when we were doing it we obviously as soon as it was gone oh the rat man had gone we were like right we've got to bleach every single thing in this kitchen yeah but as we were doing that dan went to put so we'd basically done it and dan went to put something away in like a small drawer of like a little like side cabinet that we've got and he opened the top drawer and he went it's been it's the nest he's made a nest in the drawer and the rat had made a little nest in a top drawer with like um some material there was an empty roses chocolate wrapper in there <laughs> a bit shiny thing you yeah. want a nice shiny thing well I think he'd eat it oh dear he'd had it um, oh my dear that God. made me feel a bit bad actually so I was like oh no he's... it might have been tiny when it snuck in oh, and then don't. it's <laughs> it's lockdown stuck in the timber on in your well, it was very stressful yeah I bet mate and, I'm um, so glad it's over for yeah, you and... I'm so glad it's over for you Before I forget, actually, I say I should say that we're drinking really fit, alcohol-free beers. Mm. Mine's really fit. That was a sumptuous of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, a really lovely company called Big Drop Brewing Company got in touch with me and asked if they could send me some of their new summer range, and they've very sweetly sent me like some of their classics as well. But um, it's oof. delicious. It You've really tastes the- like lager because sometimes when you some not an alcoholic lager, you're like, oh, dearie me. I'm, but not, this is I'm often not into it. Um, You've got the Uptown Craft Lager. I've mm. got the Paradiso Citra IPA. It's absolutely delicious. I've had. I sort of trained myself through lockdown. I've had a weird thing where uh, yeah. before this I would be like, well, I just really like lager. Yeah. But um, I don't like grown up tasting beers. Like I don't particularly want things to taste that hoppy or whatever. I'm the same. And then, um, but first I did a gig where the 
um, a gift for doing it was 24 can, cans of a different IPA. Mm. And then, but all the same one. And then I was like, well, let's see, I could give them away. But I tasted one and was like, this is nice. And I feel like if I drank it in the right mood, I'm going to love this. And then I did another job, which meant getting a really lovely, for Beer 52, who are amazing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they sent me like a gorgeous collection of proper beers. And I was like, well, I'm never going to get into the porters and stuff, so I'll give no. them away. Or you can cook with them. Yeah, that's true. I but then I also, stew. I do know, so the people I know who love them really love mm-hmm. them. So I'll happily gift them. But I was like, but the rest of this stuff I'm going to try and get into. And I've learned that anything citrusy actually I fucking love mm. I just you just have to sort of sip it like a wine mm. and I think in my head if I have a beer it's like ah, ah, mm-hmm. um, um, um. Um, yeah and it's just I think about slowing down to enjoy a, a fancy yeah, a hun- still the darker the, ho- the darker and hoppier they are the less I'm going to be into it. I also don't particularly like sweet stuff but anyway on the same thing with alcohol free beers there's some that like taste of soap even some yeah. of the good brands version yeah. of alcohol free yeah. versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's You're like, what have you su- done to this? Such a, oh, it's it sort of le- seems to leave with this like a chemical film on your throat. Doesn't I it? really like. Have you had Bitburger Drive? Oh yes, that's I think I had my favourite. I'd Rudian. say that's my favourite lager, alcohol free lager. You cannot tell the difference. You cannot tell the difference. A bit like these. To be fair, but I'm not being paid to advertise them. This is fucking delicious. Mm. This is this. Other than that one, this is these are the nice. And there's a whole company of them. I think they've won loads of prizes and shit. Well mm. done, well done, Bridge Drop. Big. Uh, it's hard to say. Big Drop Brewing, especially considered they're alcohol free. Mm, if you it, can't, that's probably why they've made it alcohol free, isn't it? So yeah, if, if you this had booze in it, you'd after, never be able yeah. to say Big yeah. Drop Brewery. Yeah, ever to be calling them Big Dick, Big, dick, <laughs> Big, dick, Big Drip. No one was big. Yeah, you've fallen down an absolute hole there, mate. It's best. <laughs> it's best that they've. Um, They've kept that alcohol free. Have you been drinking loads during lockdown? Yes, Rose. Yeah. 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 I I didn't even bother thinking about fibbing or like weighing up or being balanced about it then. Yeah. I absolutely, you are very, from what I know of you, dear mate, much more measured than me anyway. Mm. I quite like a couple of- That's out of necessity. Really? Because if I give myself a free reign, it's just uh, like- Yeah, yeah. And also, it's such a boring thing to learn yeah. when you get older. The effect that like drinking like semi heavily yeah. regularly has on your mental health. Like oh, for me, God, it's like pouring petrol on any kind of like small anxiety. I right. just so when I know like during this time when it's so stressful, I just know. I've got to I try and stick to the weekends just because otherwise I'm just all over the fucking place. And yeah. also I try, try, try to like stop when I've had like maybe three drinks because yeah. I feel like anything after that doesn't actually make me feel nicer in the moment, but it okay. has a massive effect the next day. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, but I don't, I think... Yeah, well, it sounds like you're really good at reading what your body needs, which except is like a fucking when massive the, compliment. Except for like, when the rat huge. came, all bets were off. <laughs> all bets were off. Yeah, well, you want to be hungover and you want to be like beyond the point of... Also, the day we had to escape to Oxford was our first wedding anniversary. Right. And I was just like, what well, I mean... Also, <laughs> Dan, had, Dan, had bought me, Dan had bought me a card <laughs> months ago, because he'd obviously been panicking, like, what to get me... So he'd bought me a card. This was like, you know, for your wedding months, anniversary. For our wedding anniversary, months ago, 
that on the front of it said the best fucking year of my life <laughs> right which is lovely but the irony, but the irony <laughs> when you gave it to me we were in the midst of a global pandemic the world is rioting due to terrible racial injustice yeah we've had to run out we've had to leave our flat because of a rat infestation and it turns out that every all of our favorite childhood authors think that trans yeah. lives don't matter yeah all our, our favorite childhood authors yeah ever yeah i know it really made me laugh that's really funny darling that yeah. is amazing that's something that i've learned you know it's sort of it's sort of the intuitive eating thing part of it is co- being con- like consciously eating yes yeah, which yeah, was yeah, it, which yeah. is a huge always a huge learning thing for me it does not come naturally i'm used to like did you have a particular book that you read that do you know what the first on one the, i think um so i read the laura thomas one yeah. she's who you've had on your podcast yeah um and I loved that. I thought that was brilliant. But weirdly, and it's a terrible title, but it's going to sell books. The first one I read, which is basically the same theory, was the Paul McKenna one, which is called I Can Make You Thin, yeah, which I is a terrible right. title, yeah, 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 yeah. obviously. Yeah, the title's not on the right side of history. No. But the content. But are. the content, for me, was just revelatory. Isn't that mad that, like, essentially the... The, the best soul for disordered eating and even eat, lots of therapists use it for people with full on eating disorders which is to like like you know essentially intuitive eat but let go first of all stop just dieting. let go stop yeah, dieting that's, let go I mean that's what he said that's what it starts with but to give with. it that title Paul I know but that's what, how he's going to sell books sell book, how it? you sell the book which God, is terrible that's so dark that's but so also deep. it's like that's what he kind of says first of all he's like stop any kind of rules don't if you want to eat what you want only he's like i think it's like four rules in there i suppose he's purporting to be able to hypnotize you into it as well isn't he, you, there bit. is there is there is a <laughs> there is like a hypnotism element which is where obviously i'm hugely skeptical of this like you know but it's weird it's not really hypnotism hypnotism it's more like sort of practicing positive visualization which again for i'm i have like negativity hard wired yeah, into my psyche so i can't doesn't really work for me that but the rules you know you say they're rules but there's only four and it's like it, it when you say them out loud it's like so obvious it makes sense but it's like i think it's like only eat when you're truly hungry mm. which for me is like I mean, that's quite hard because I love eating just all the time. Well, also, that's, I think, potentially impossible. R- Ruby Tando wrote, wrote about that in a way that I'd not... You know, it was revelatory to me. Yeah. Beautifully, actually. Um, oh, I wang on about her books so much. But she just talked about how... Um, uh, we talk about that only really being hungry. And I remember when I was first talking to my shrink about binge eating disorder, there was this... In the literature, there's lots of stuff about trying to differentiate or learn the difference between bodily hunger and then other other Emotional times, yeah, or well, or whatever, or... Or other times where you want to eat. And I think yeah. that's what you say. But ultimately, what, what Ruby Tanto put so perfectly, and I'm not going to do it justice, paraphrasing, but basically read her all her amazing work and especially her book, is that uh, hunger is an ethereal concept, and it's also so deeply wired in us. Yeah, that yeah, will, yeah. That, uh, 
emotional hunger is still hunger. Absolutely. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 and yeah, and there are definitely aspects, there are definitely 100% aspects to that, to the whole model in that book that I, the um, Paul McKenna book that I find yeah. deeply problematic. In terms yeah. of that, I think if you, yeah, obviously if you want to eat them. But for me, like, it just gave me a different way I didn't. It, it made me feel like I was in control. Yeah. Whereas that's the feeling. Before, I think if you're a serial dieter, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Or you either feel like you are completely controlled whilst on a diet, or completely raging out of control, and you cannot. And failing. And, and failing. Yeah. Whereas this was a way where I could. It felt like. Being control, but not be restrictive and feel miserable. Yeah. And so yeah, you you only you're supposed to only eat when you're hungry. One of the rules is only eat what you want to eat. He's like, your body yeah. will regulate eventually a healthy diet. Yeah. You you won't if you want to eat cake, if you want to start off wanting to eat cake three times a day, after a week, you won't want to do that. Yeah. You'll want some vegetables. And I know that's true because you know when you go on holiday and yeah, you eat yeah, fried yeah. food and like carbs for two solid weeks, when I get back I'm like, Gimme veg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gimme a soup. Yeah. And sometimes, and, a, and sometimes the tail end of a hangover and stuff like that, you can yeah. feel you can feel your body screaming for nutrients. I had it yesterday in a really brief, tiny example of it. Like I was, I had a, like a really nice like had eggs for breakfast and was full, but then didn't have time, which is mad because we're not going anywhere. But I was just yeah, on and off zooms all days, day, though, don't you? and then I had I had stuff I had to do between the zooms. Like, and and I had this thing in my head of like. Well, you, I can feel myself getting every fucking colour of hungry now, but um, I, I've got no time to make something I want that's going to f- like. F- yeah. And then, I, and then I was, I, I drove to a park to meet a friend for a walk, and was like, ah, oh, it's not like normal times where you can stop and get a sandwich yeah. or something that's going to properly work. But I had like a little bar of chocolate in the car, and I was like, well, I'm having it because I need some energy. But I, f- my, it, you don't I was enjoy like, this isn't what I much. want. Yeah, this is, I'm, abs- I'm eating abs- this like exactly it's a sandwich. It. Like and I'm, I'm chomping on it like it's an like, apple. I feel like, like not, growing up we were always told like you know eat make sure you eat breakfast because if you don't eat breakfast that you know you're gonna fail like it was sort of saying make sure you eat breakfast i think that's bullshit like it's absolute bullshit and the worst thing is i don't actually get hungry until i would say like 11 or 12 yeah yeah yeah. and i don't want to eat who wants to eat like fucking yogurt and fruit when you're not hungry and you don't like why would you like disgust (laughs) it Don't insult me with that. Don't give me bre- I'll wait until twelve and have some so lovely nice. avocado on toast yeah. or something, mm. or some eggs, please. I know exactly what you mean, and it's really funny trying to explain this stuff. My four-year-old has recently, from a TV program, or he's got books about the body somewhere. He's he loves learning little like trivia facts, yeah, to yeah. tell people, and um, with his little camp arms out. <laughs> but he um he, every single day for the last week or so at breakfast he's gone. We are having the most important meal of the day. Well, that's the thing. And it, and I keep saying to him, well, it's a nice meal, but it's just one of all the meals. I'm yeah. just trying to every day vary also, my response to Also, meals are like an arbitrary construction yeah. made by some Frenchman. And oh no, actually, that's courses, isn't it? Like the the oh, oh, is, is it, it? a scoffier? Oh, oh, this is me absolutely freewheeling it. Here. I've it got here. no idea. Hundred percent winging it here. Someone um, will tweet us. But yeah, some. But there was <laughs> yeah, the, like the whole like starter main course and pudding right. is like a construct from some like chef ages of, like is it yeah in the not too distant past who was like I thought I thought it was in my head it had been worked out with some science involved no. because purely because and this is so tiny and stupid. But um, 
I, I've always found it interesting that people have. Uh, I know why you'd want coffee at the end of a feast yes. to like wake you back up, so that you to can sort of counterbalance, yeah, yeah. <laughs> counteract the kind of sleepiness of yeah. having a big feast. But um, the cheese course after the pudding, I was like, that's interesting. Like I, I often do feel like eating cheese, but but I wondered why. And then I, uh, um, I went to see a friend who lived with me when we were all students, um, who is a dentist and was a trainee dentist then and um she's got little kids as well and um uh, all our little kids had had some biscuits and then she gave offered all the kids some cheddar and um apparently if you have some cheese after some sugar it's better for your teeth ah like it counteracts the sugar a little bit i feel like the guy who invented this was maybe a scoffier who probably didn't give a shit about teeth yeah i don't think the scoffier was a dentist but maybe that's like a natural where the natural kind of want for it comes from it's like that's kind of again this thing about like food and intuitive eating it's like your body will sort of tell you yeah but the problem is so many of us has been like fucked up for so long with rules and disordered eating that, that that like we have and because we've denied ourselves this is what laura thomas talks about if you've denied yourself yeah. for so long of something you create a false myth of it as this yeah. amazing thing that you want all the time it's like the, i yeah. think she calls it like, is it the deprivation mindset yeah yeah so yeah. she's like if you build this thing up into something that you can't have you yeah. will actually eat it more whereas if you're allowed it you'll only eat it when you want it the same reason why all the language of reward like treats calling yeah. things treats and calling things is because then you're like well it's all adding to that the dopamine hit that you get every time you eat but ultimately you're going to go well I want a treat I want a treat yeah 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 if it's not a treat if it's just food if there's no moral value to it if there's no emotional value to it then it just becomes another thing that you could eat depending on what you feel yeah which is really interesting and and actually another thing that I learned from that book was that if you're constantly under eating yeah dieting it actually slow you know it slows your metabolism down yeah so that means you will put on weight more easily whereas if you actually do eat a bit more fat yeah your metabolism is it runs faster basically yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah i mean the former kind of thing i don't know it really worked for me for like a few months and then i can't remember maybe oh, i don't know what happened maybe christmas or something uh and i just it was weird but it's one of those things where it's like once you know once you've once you have that in your head i knew i was much more conscious of like you you were full ages ago and you're still eating which yeah, is fine yeah, yeah, it's yeah, absolutely yeah. fine to and do fun. that and like, fun i, I remember it, again another book that's deeply problematic but the first book that i read that f- flirted with ideas of intuitive eating was fat as a feminist issue mm. and it used to have the tagline um, a self-help guide for overeaters, <laughs> so which meant which meant the version of it I have first got was like just really embarrassing to read on trains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and there's so much fat phobia in that book. But so I wouldn't recommend buying it if you're listening, necessarily. Um, but it's um, oh god, what were we saying there about? Finish. I'm um, eating past the point of fullness. Oh yeah, and even in that book, it said w- once you're at peace with your body and with eating, that's a fun thing to do sometimes. And Absolutely, it's, it's, it's part of community and it's part I of sharing. I think it's those sometimes when you go ritual when I could tell sometimes. That, that's absolutely true. Like for example, going around to someone's house for dinner, eating, yeah. making something delicious. But I have a, an inbuilt compulsion, even when I'm like. I'm not even enjoying this that much. I'll yeah. still have to finish it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just like an Ill- inbuilt thing. I don't know if it's like being brought up. Well, I was going to say, on your plate. You, yeah, if yeah. you ever, if you get told that once as a kid, you know, finish everything on your plate, because the logic of it is fair in the sense that it's a, 
it's a privilege to have more than enough food. I know I hate food waste. Yeah. I hate it. Dan, my husband, I mean, it drives him mad, but I will... Yeah, my partner's... I will take <laughs> the smallest portion of, like, a spoon, like a dessert spoon of leftover cabbage and, like, put it in a tiny Tupperware yeah. and use it again. I'll make... I'll use yeah. it. I hate. I just hate food waste. And that's just, you know, a, an yeah. upbringing thing. Well, that's where so much great food comes from is using stuff up. Like, yeah. mints originally. You'd never yeah. buy mints. It would be what you... You'd have a mincer at home and it's what you did with the rest of the your Sunday roast. Yeah. No, oh, well, you were yeah. just your Sunday yeah. roast and then you turn it into a shepherd's pie or Yeah, because I've pie. done that when I haven't had mince in and I've had, like, leftover lamb. Yeah. I just chopped it really small and it does the same I didn't job. didn't know that until my mum bought a really like beautiful old vintage metal mincer, mincer for at home and I was like what is that and she was like oh like when I was growing you up you don't know you're born yeah it was like oh well yeah. not really she was like you wouldn't believe it but when I was growing up you you know you don't really you buy meat once a week and you have a yeah. roast and well, then I you do then you mince my mum and dad used to make I'm one of I'm one, I'm one of a family of six my well, five dad, siblings no sorry three siblings. six yeah three siblings yeah. six in total my mum and dad would make a chicken last, yeah, for like three meals for six people. Amazing. That's amazing. I'm like, it was it magic? Now I have to yeah. stop my husband eating the whole thing in one sitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Generally, uh, when ingredients are not there, it doesn't faze me, just because the way I learned to cook was from my mum, who has this mad approach to, to like teaching recipes where if I say to her how do you make that mum like how much of that and she's like you just put it in it's it's this much you know it's however much you need in like quite an aggressive way yeah. <laughs> so like I've never learned to kind of yeah you know like it's never been like how many teaspoons of this so which means I've normally been quite an unsuccessful baker right because I tend to just be very slapdash precise, when yeah. I very rarely would I would only look at a recipe for a dish to 
understand how to make it and yeah. then I would just make it and so, and for me brought up in like a tradition where there's someone in the household who's you know you you learn through seeing and practice what how much proportions yeah. are my girlfriend can make cupcakes without measuring things she knows that because it's equal parts yeah of like of, of three things like the isn't eggs it, basically? And the flour and the sh- yeah. yeah and butter and or whatever yeah and it's like no, incredible that, I'm not to used watch. to I'm not used to I'm like yeah but but for me in fact, what I really enjoyed, relished about lockdown was being in a house with a finite amount of ingredients yeah. and having to be inventive. For me, yeah. that's like an absolute dream. I love, like, dream, yeah, like ready, steady, cook, basically. For me, that's a dream. Like yeah. being, being like, right, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this. What can we make? What can we make? Especially if you allowed a bit of planning time. Dan lost interest in that when I was coming up with some very, I was coming up with some, you know, like, imagine this. And I was thinking, this is going to be lovely. And he would be like, um, do you mind? Do you mind if we don't have like salmon stuff and mushrooms though? <laughs> I'm like, actually, everything that all day would be really nice. We're like, yeah, I'm, I might, I might not have that. But yeah, I just, yeah, I, I really like doing that kind of thing. I've got a really specific question. Um, mm. You open a jar of jam. Yeah. Not for the first time. It's not a new jar yeah. of jam. Um, and there's some blue mold in there along the top of the jam. Yeah. What are you going to do? Scrape it off and eat it. Yeah. Not the mold. Eat yeah. the jam. Yeah. scrape it off and crucially don't tell my husband that I've done that right so also yeah yeah he's my girlfriend very was like, much that, more that jam's done yeah. and I'm like ah oh, that jam's not done I have never given myself touch wood yeah any oh, wood. no touch my head. metal chairs yeah, hang on I've got to go and touch some wood yeah touch that fence sorry it's broken if you can hear tapping and banging all through yeah. this podcast it's Rose touched the fence then the entire wall fell down <laughs> um, I've never given myself food poisoning I think my both my parents are microbiologists by degree Are they? yeah so i was taught so very lace very kind of um what you call it airy fairy when it comes to actually the proportions for recipes and how how you make those but when it comes to food hygiene right quite on it absolutely on it so i understood from a very early age the biology of how you get ill from food mm-hmm. so i think and often it's not mold ultimately mold uh, you can see yeah yeah. there are certain things which if they're moldy you shouldn't eat eg soft cheese something where the mold can go throughout the whole thing yeah 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 if you 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 shouldn't eat that and like moldy bread moldy sliced bread it's a it's a gray area i mean i if i could find a slice that didn't have much mold on it i would still pull it off and toast it probably but you shouldn't really because the spores can travel through it quite easily oh can they I mean, it's fine. I mean, I think it's fine, but but things like jam, yeah, absolutely, yeah. just scrape it off because scrape because the, because off. the jam underneath, it's it, from a microbiology point of view, has not touched oxygen. Yeah. Therefore, it cannot yeah. have. I feel like you can see the bit that's ruined, yes. and the rest of it's fine. Whereas things like my my mum famously it's hard might... to eat a jar of jam fast. Yeah, have it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. My mum famously, whenever she taught me, so she taught me when preparing raw chicken the way she taught me how to be careful was she would she said treat it like poo right she okay. said treat it like poo treat it like everything that t- has touched it and that you've touched right. while preparing it is poo <gasps> oh god that's so interesting do you know my mum has been quite canny recently and um um started wearing gloves for handling meat and chilies and I was like, oh, chilies is a good, good one yeah. just purely chilies because is a good if you wear contact lenses when you or you menstruate chi- yeah. <laughs> bad, bad news for chilies or you've got a uh, meatus I think the official word for it you don't want to touch your genitals do you really or an eye, an eyeball or a genital no. terrible times is there anything that you eat 
in a particularly ritualistic way. I think a lot of people have this with Cadbury's cream eggs, mm. um, but or, 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 or most often things that come up are confectionery based, where there's like so. For recently, for example, I had a I, for Easter. I, I got myself because <laughs> um, I hadn't had one for years. A, a mint aero egg, yeah. and the actual egg was one of the nicest things I've. It was so joyful because it was all made out of the chocolate that would be around the edge of a mint aero. So it was aero chocolate, but minty. It was so good. But it came with two mint aeros. And I had a phase as a teenager where, when we were at school, there was a like a, sweet, a chocolate bar machine. We had water and stuff in it as well, but whatever. I basically had a mint aero every day for yeah, about six months. Yeah, I had a chunky every day for two years. <laughs> You're younger than me. They weren't out there. Oh. But I, I um, but but and and I got these new ones, and they've made them like they've kind of modernised them in the same way that they've modernised lots of cars. They've made it like humps oh, yeah, rather yeah, yeah, than yeah, 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 squares. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One that's harder to break off, but two, they've you've lost the pelmet round the edge, which was the joy. The, the joy chocolate. was to nibble off the pelmet. <laughs> wasn't it you yeah. get your full chocolate like you get the equipment you get the, exactly yeah. that's why kit kat chunky is and i'll fight you if you argue but superior to a kit kat i always is. thought kit kat can't improve that shit hello kit kat chunky you i will never done. speak on that topic again do you remember when did you remember when there was that that that, that um tradition or not a tradition there was a craze for um like making massive versions of things and people were like melting <laughs> yeah, together yeah. kit kat chunkies to make a four bar kit kat chunky <laughs> yeah quite incredible okay. um <laughs> that's yeah. a really good you know idea what? for a dinner party i don't party. know a what for dessert yeah Everyone just four kit kat chunkies melded yeah. together and you have to just sort of hack it, hack it apart. um do you know what i don't know if there is a food that i eat like that i think if you asked my husband he probably would be like yeah like she's absolutely answers. disgusting but, um, <laughs> no i i like i said I'm a greedy, I'm greedy, greedy girl. So I just, I don't. <laughs> no, no but hungry, I don't, hungry girl. I don't normally I'm hang around. Hungry, hungry I normally, girl. it's, yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. Ta- it's like, yeah, the mouth feel and the taste yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it's great. that I want. But you know, yeah, maybe, I, yeah, maybe I should develop some like ritual, some more rituals. I was going to say no. the, the closest thing I've got to that is uh, <laughs> when I buy like a box of chocolates and I have the ritual of having two putting the box back on the shelf and then getting it down again having another two putting it back on the shelf and it's like in a way that's a ritual because I do know I'm going to eat the whole thing it's but. sort of like an amazing human Noah's Ark isn't yeah. it yeah and then they go in by two <laughs> by two yeah. da, da, they're all going da, da. in though they are they're all, all going, going in. in in the end don't they um, I've changed as I've got older with boxes of chocolates like a gift box of chocolates yeah I used to be like right uh, smash through the shit you hate <laughs> And save the best till last. Yeah, like, no. look at the list yeah. and be like, and now I think this is a sign of growing up. I'd be like, ha- again, have what you want, have the thing you're going to love. Yeah, that's right. Because what I actually, do. it doesn't matter if, why eat the ones you know you hate? Like, you don't oh, have I still to, eat them. Someone... <laughs> but, by, but by that point, I feel sick anyway. So I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'll have the, fram- I'll have the framboise one now. Who wants the framboise? I'll have the, I'll have the champagne truffle. Yeah, I'm not interested in, I'm my least interested in the fruity flavours of all of those. Me, worst boxes. case scenario it, for chocolates is fruit or alcohol based. Yeah, not into it. I, I want pralines. The one time caramels. I really enjoyed boozy chocolate was um, my 
a dear friend, Caroline, um, when I just had my son um, bought round, uh, two friends bring me sort of the most avant-garde, inappropriate gifts for someone who just had a baby. Yeah. One friend brought me round, a, and I don't even smoke weed, but bought me round a bag of skunk, like I mean, sealed in a, in a and thing. And skunk can, as well, not strong, even hash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, gets me some it, nice it, weak it just hash. Him skunk saying, just incapacitates you. Yeah. Which is not what you oh, want I mean, with I a baby. Up, I ended up giving it away. But um, yes. it was... Um, it was such a nice way of saying your adult independent life isn't over. Yeah, um, that's what you want because every other one, all the, all the other presents for the baby. Me, yeah, she bought me like individual, like one person tiny bottles of fizz and was like, well, when I had my daughter, um, everybody kept bringing around whole bottles of fizz, which is really nice, but I had to share them with my husband. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I see you really want this to be just for me. And then she bought me like Hotel Chocolat's finest boot. There was like mojito balls and stuff. And actually in that moment then it was like, it felt like the really maximum decadence to get yeah. slightly slightly pissed <laughs> from, that's nice from, from a little nine nine a six packer of that you know those three yeah, for a tenner nice. yeah it was really nice okay but i mean yeah i don't know it's a weird old time at the moment isn't it like mm. in terms of sort of cooking and eating and stuff because yeah. It has been like such a huge. It's the only thing you do in the day a lot of the yeah. time, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You fit it around more your than ever. It's where you get your joy, I think, more than ever. I, it, it, sort of from from the from the whole process, I think, for people like I'm similar to you in the sense I love cooking, and I've had times during this of being bored of it now, um, but ultimately it's because of how busy and travelly our lives are as comedians, this patch of time, not just to cook and not just to eat, but the planning. I love planning what Me I'm going to eat. And I, lo- I love looking through recipe books so much and going, right, well, that's the next three or four days. And then, But also the joy of having a... We've both got Oddbox. Yeah, we? yeah, I love Oddbox. And the joy of getting... Um, that come I get it every week I used to get it every it's fortnight like Christmas, and I it. it's like Christmas but also it's you like don't know what's coming in it I don't even open the email oh, because, actually, because during oh, lockdown nice. it was wrong anyway and so now I've trained myself out of it because I'd be oh, like oh well good. I'd start planning things that didn't turn up and I couldn't be annoyed about it because they're yeah, just yeah. They're doing what they can do but well, um, I might start doing that so it, it's like a surprise yeah, and it's for where I live it's every Thursday morning and it's like oh nice okay so I've got to do something with well sometimes another cabbage but uh, most yeah. of the time be like oh good okay asparagus yay but or actually like, that tart that I made today yeah. was because I had so many onions from Oddbox mm. and I was like i got to cook all these onions in something yeah. oh I've got a lifetime whereas supply whereas I'd never planned to make that tart yeah. but it was just I've got all these onions and I want I don't oh want them to God. go bad so I'm going to do something snazzy with I'm also it. growing some, some veg as well like got some tomatoes got in and a courgette yeah. plant that I was given so we'll see if they actually but you mm. know what I was going to say is I've been having a weird time with like, I started lockdown being like, oh, I could not give less of a shit about what I look like at the moment. I just yeah. couldn't, I just didn't care. I was like, we've been looked at I less sort than of ever. felt liberated. I was yeah. just like, oh, none of that matters. Yes. None of that matters. Yeah. But I just, it's pissed me off that like recently in the past few weeks, what, as the world has started to getting back to normal, yeah. It is just that thing that starts creeping back into your head of like, oh, fucking hell, I have, you know, I do look, I, I you know, I don't know, that just that, and it's annoying. I hate the way that, like, I'm not in control of, 
that, that there's other factors at play that I can't just control how I feel about myself and my eating. I couldn't agree more, but I, I, I think, um, well, two things. Like, one, um, I, don't, I don't think it is... Um, I don't think it's anything to beat yourself up about because also I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence. If you, ultimately, if you've just had some time, a bunch of time in captivity, essentially. Like, and as much as, I mean, I know you run. I've I been do, trying yeah. to, what, I keep weightlifting up and stuff, but again, not beating myself up about that. I um, I took a friend to a family member's funeral recently. Oh, and um, That's all right. Um, I, it was, it selfishly felt amazing to be able to do anything useful yeah um but i was like oh do you know what i I, i'm essentially a taxi service but if i had to get out the car and even wave at any family members of hers um i should just put some black clothes on and i went to put my one pair of smart black trousers on and i was like oh i mean these don't fit now and because i mainly live in dungarees even in normal times or whatever you know i just hadn't noticed yeah and i and i I don't know, I think I should probably pat myself on the back essentially to be like, well, you know, I, how much do you care? Think about why you care. But you, I did care. This is and what I, had I a kind moment of wanted like, to, well, yeah. But, but what do you expect? You've had all this time in captivity. Like you can, the, I, I know that for me to have kept my level of physical movement up during this at various points would have been illegal you know you were allowed out for an hour a day if you really were going by that rule not that anyone was i'm sure no one was stopping people and going i've seen that you've been out already for an hour (laughs) it probably happens there's probably a police person somewhere that did that to someone but um but but ultimately it is you uh, our worlds became tiny for a bit so yeah. to have kept that up would have, for me, meant exercising past the point of the exercise I wanted to do, past yeah. the point that was helpful for my yeah. mental health, and past and 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 if I'd started restricting during this, I'd have been in, I'd have gone into such a fucking hole. Absolutely, and I think I mean my general outlook at the moment, my general outlook that I try to always come back to is that I know as a concrete fact that 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 dieting makes me more miserable yeah or makes me miserable for more of the time yeah than being a bit chubby does yeah generally speaking like i know yeah, that if exactly. i'm dieting all the time yeah. i'm f- miserable and i'm always just thinking i wish i could just be in, i wish i could just eat normally yeah whereas now i just it's just tough that there are still odd spells of being like oh god well, the other thing I was going to say about it not being a coincidence is because lockdown's eased and easing and suddenly quite rapidly, um, I'm watching more telly than I've ever watched before as well yeah. because I'm trying to take m- most of my evenings off. Um, oh, because when you're self-employed and you're working all the time, that's a massive thing to do f- for my sanity. But anyway, uh, I've noticed in the last week, and it started about two weeks ago, but in the last week it's gone bonkers. There's adverts it, like diet companies have gone yeah. big again and yeah. there will be a raft of diet books coming out yeah. it will be like january that all over be. again and there's noise everywhere there is even if it's subtle but it, 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 it you know even if it's just talk about healthy versions of things but it's and everywhere it, and, it's exactly and it was everywhere in the said. noise about the way the government were talking about we should exercise as opposed to 
we should get fresh air and yeah. all that stuff where it was shaming where people were furious with people for sitting on a bench or lying in the sun and when it was like, like mm, that's a need as well yeah, yeah. huge actually um, yeah. but yeah it's kind of I think it's what you just said about like how you were like I know I shouldn't care about this stuff but I do yeah and that's the thing that I've just really struggle with because I know that like I like body positivity is so great and I wish that I could have it I wish that I could I think even 90% of people extolling the virtues but of I've it don't have it yet but I've talked to you I've talked to you about this I was trying yeah. to write some stand-up about it before this but how weirdly body positivity sometimes makes me feel worse about myself because before it was like oh I just kind of felt bad for, for being a bit fat and now I feel bad <laughs> for not loving the fact. Now I have to feel bad that I don't love the fact yeah. that I'm fat as well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I can't help that. Yeah. There was this amazing article, I actually took a screenshot because, I don't know if you read this, but it, it, I just found it so sad and amazing to read. Um, an article by, I think she might be an American writer. Um, bear with me. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's. Um, I, I I couldn't agree more. I, I I've I've had so many conversations on this topic that I've I've kind of come to the conclusion at the moment, at least, that it's because it, and certainly it's my lived experience so far. But it's it's possible to have made your peace with eating. Yeah. Um, before you've made your peace with your body, actually, yes. and 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 also the expectation amongst some of the very positive noise around body positivity is that you are meant to yeah i mean take like someone amazing like lizzo for example is that you're meant to like love your body and you're meant to be able to look at your body naked and be like fuck yes and actually i think i'm not saying i'll never get there but i would be so happy with just neutrality for me yeah. for me ha happiness is um just not thinking about it much you and know, you and know, victory and you know is realizing those trousers don't fit, and not be like I'm in denial. I'm going to pretend, but actually, like I'm not going to let that thoughts or feelings about that film my day. Absolutely, the hard thing is that it's not just your mind in isolation. You exist in society, yeah. which places value upon thinness, yeah. especially in our industry. It's yeah. so hard to maintain that positive. It's so hard to maintain that mindset. When because you're finding your positive you. messages, you're finding brilliant, brilliant, helpful things in books called How to Be Thin. Because you're yeah. finding a brilliant exercise video on YouTube that you actually really enjoy doing. But actually, the, what, the thing that the person running it is saying all the way through it is, this is how you shred those calories. This yeah. is how you lose the flab at the bottom of your tummy. Yeah. This is how you... And, like, and then indirectly... Like, can can I like, just enjoy the, the movements you're teaching me to do? And, and in then indirectly, it's like you in our industry for example it's like there are certain parts that you will never get because yep. that's you're, you you don't look acting. like yep. yeah in, in acting it's like you you will not get i won't get a romantic lead unless it's no. like some quirky thing you know and i'm not saying i want to play that because i'm too abrasive anyway but like <laughs> we can write, i want we'll to be funny. our own romantic like, lead roles you know what i mean it's stuff like that and yeah. you know it, it's and, and and it's just like little tiny micro things like when you're on jobs and you send your sizes oh yeah and yeah. they don't they just have only got size 10 and you're yeah. like that it, you, it's very hard not to like mm -hmm. for that to affect how you feel about yourself as well yeah um but you know i suppose it's just trying isn't it mm. but yeah so this this article that i read it was it's quite depressing but it made me feel 
it, I just identified it was so hard. Seen. You felt seen. I felt That's seen, Jess. You felt so seen. So her name is Sarah Miller. Right. And it's published in the New York Times and the article's called The Diet Industrial Complex Got Me and It Will Never Let Me Go. And she basically just talks about... It was just talking all about like growing up as a chubby person, like kind of constantly going to Weight Watchers and stuff. And she was just like, I understand everything about body positivity. I know... I know that I should love myself. Mm. I wish I did. And she just basically says, and when she says she sees young people, I think she's in her fifties. So I see young people who have this body positivity and are able to do that. And I'm, I'm so happy for them. Like, but she just, and at the end she just says like, it's too late for me. Like it's, it's got me. I can't. Oh. And I just, it made me really sad. Cause it just made me, it made me feel like, God, it, that's sort of how I feel. I just feel like always over my shoulder is that mm. thing that's like, you need you should if you can just it's like what you talked about in your show it's yeah. that feeling of that they ingrain in you that is that you will be happy if you you're like, if you're thin if you're thin yeah um but i think you know and there are people who are meant to be in thin bodies who are happy and thin but beyond that anybody who would have to eat less than would sate their hunger, and I don't just mean bodily hunger, won't be happy if they're thin, and it won't be... I know, and, because and, also it's and like, like... So either they maintain that body and be unhappy, unhappy which, which is I think what an extraordinary I have, amount I've been of able, I have done that. Yeah, I've me done too. That. Not, not to, a, like, not a, not very to a very skinny... Me too. But, but there, <laughs> not for very long and but, not to a very skinny but level. there are but. loads of actors, and certainly athletes, that must live like that. I find it fascinating. So it's possible, but I'd rather be happy. Yeah, and also like you know like we've sort of spoken loads about how much we love cooking and mm. eating and i just think bloody hell what would i have even done in lockdown how yeah. would i have kept myself sane if i was on a diet jesus oh, christ God, the thought what, what would i have it's so ingrained in us that you, i think as much time as you can spend happy knowing what you know ultimately it's just, just revel in that and in that, constant, in that itself it's not hopeless it's just you've seen constant, the light um, you just can't constantly be staring at it yeah that's it that's <laughs> and it. i think the other thing it's as well light that's too bright to constantly exactly. look at sometimes you have to look away and exactly it's and that a bit thing dark. about beating yourself yeah. up because like well not only now do i not love my body but i hate myself for not loving my, like you know there's this yeah, extra I used, yeah i think i can't remember what i was trying to say but yeah but it's yeah. that it's again that's that i think slightly unhelpful idea of that things that 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 love is required rather than just neutrality and it has to be this binary yeah. thing, yeah. And also, you need to be fixed. I mean, ultimately, make your peace of being a work in progress. Yeah. That again yeah. is like, okay. Because well, also, like, I've got I've, to I'm an end goal before sometimes. I've like yeah. been thinner, and it's like, uh, you then have to maintain it. It's yeah, you like, have to oh, eat not as much hell. as you yeah, have to eat not very time. much forever. Yeah. <laughs> keep that up. I think that's when I was like, oh, no, I've yeah. just been eating bread again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh um, God! And I mean, I mean, I'm trying. I'm, I'm keeping you know, it for so long, but the conversations I've had with people when I've been, for me, in a thin body, where people, I remember people saying to me like, "Oh my!" Remember my cousin saying to me once, "Oh my God, it's the first time I've, you've." Oh my God, well done! It's the first time I've ever seen you with a flat tummy, and even that is a huge compliment. But I remember thinking, "Fuck off!" That happened like, to me at Christmas. One of really? my neighbours, because I got married last year, he was like. Oh, you you lost weight for the wedding. You've kept it off, haven't you? And I was I actually and I actually hadn't. How dare a neighbour notice that shit? Why are people looking at and that? Why why is that an okay thing oh to my say? God. But 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 what's weird is that all throughout my life, people always say to me, regardless of how what I wear, whatever weight I am at, 
which my weight's fluctuated quite a lot. But people always say to me, have you lost weight? And what that's taught me, what that has ingrained with, mm. in me is that people have an image of me in their head as fat. No. No, 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 but that's that's. It's what... a thing people say as a flippant compliment. Yeah, but it's I've watched horrible. People, I've watched people say it to people who've clearly put on weight because they panicked about what to say. <laughs> They're I like, have. something's happened with the weight. I've got to say something. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I have. Oh, it's no. weird. I think people just... I think okay. the, the, safe, the blanket safest thing to do is probably... Don't say anything at all. Can't wait all the fucking cunting time. But it's time. funny, that pressure, isn't it? It's sort of there with, um, you know, like being productive in times of work in yeah. the pandemic as well there's that pressure of like oh god i should be doing something like i've been writing loads and that's amazing i've been quite enjoying it being and also what i've been what i've enjoyed about writing is is that i i don't my appearance has no bearing on this <laughs> it's lovely and Podcast. I quite like that. Podcasts and writing all the way. Well, We're going to do all right. It sort of made me think, <laughs> actually, I could be very happy being yeah. a novelist because yeah. I can see that my appearance would not be... Such a big deal. Well, yeah, would just I wouldn't have to think about that all the time. I wouldn't have to... Yeah. I've got, I feel very similarly. Sorry, I went off on a real tangent <laughs> I loved there, it. But I just wanted to say it. And also, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So if... I've said in the thing that's we're wrong. both comedians. We yeah, never we're pretended comedians to be. with no qualifications. <laughs> we're no one's no therapist. Skills, and we're no one's nutritionist. We're quoting <laughs> quoting sources wildly that, yeah. that are probably completely inaccurate. You know, take everything Apologies we've said with a pinch we, of salt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or do it like you Locked do with everything else you salt, listen to. Which yeah. is my favourite thing in cooking. Mm, I love salt. Whenever anyone says to me, "Oh my god, why? How do you make this taste so good?" I'm like, yeah, salt, "Salt, mate." Or, pro- or maybe butter. The sky thinks the earth looks exciting and sexy. What can I say? It looks better from far away. Uh, starts making its way down, the sky does, to give the earth a kiss. Oh. Obviously, this is terrible for gravity. People start getting way too hot from the sun squashed in. But luckily, before the damage is irreversible, the sky's agreed to go back up to where it lives in the sky. But only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Rose, agree to sing the whole of Les Miserables whilst lunge walking and never stopping once. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. We've been celebrated by a helicopter. Yeah. Um, oh, God, it's so nice to do a hoovering in person. Anyway, you're a hero. Your award is um, a place in history as a uh, woman who saved us from the falling sky forever and ever and ever, which Thank is pretty you. amazing. But you're obviously exhausted. You didn't have time because you were singing the whole time to stop for snacks. So um, uh, your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. Um, so ultimately, I think what I'd like to know is if you were in a situation where nothing had any consequences, I don't give a fuck about ethics, health... Oh, or po- even possibility you know every, any of this it can be absolutely impossible um, I would love to know if you were hungry and happy the hungriest and happiest that perfect point for a pre-feast what would your dream feast be what would you eat what would you drink and if there's a who with and where then who with and where okay here we go strap in <laughs> um, start off yep Seafood platter, massive. Oh, yes. Preferably with tears. <gasps> like um, like a cream tea, but with seafood. Yeah. Have you seen them? Yeah, Free, like a cake. Freedom air type oh, business. Oh yeah. And I want hot and cold elements. Oh, different tears. That's a perfect reason for the so tears. So I want oysters. Yeah, yeah, top tier. I want oysters on ice with <gasps> shallot vinegar, Ooh. Tabasco and lemon. Tabasco. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. I want a whole crab. 
that I can crack. Oh. I want um, giant tiger prawns cut in half mm. with like garlic butter, mm. grilled, barbecued. <gasps> barbecued. I want clams. Yes. With how they make them in Portugal, delicious. Okay, I think Portuguese it's with like clams. massive chunks of garlic and coriander and shitloads of butter. Yes. Um. And then I'll have some, you know, crevettes, just prawns you can peel, that kind yeah. of business. All that, yeah. All that. Um, <laughs> so that's what I want to start, a massive one in the middle of the tape, you know, yeah. everyone's getting stuck in. Yes. Um, yeah, then Feast of My Dreams. I mean, it's very boring, but it probably would be like an amazing steak. Nice, okay. We've so got a favourite... S- um, type of steak they've got different names haven't they like yeah. sirloin and rumpen i think uh, ribeye is ribeye okay maybe a coat de boeuf though Oof, if, it's, if okay. it's final if it's final if it's like dreamy yeah, yeah feast yeah. of dreams oh it's a feast of your dreams you've got to have co- your favorite co- of everything de is that de amazing it's got a bone in it and okay. it's like unbelievable never heard of it okay that's going on but i tell you what no, you do you know steak. what platters yeah well we've had the seafood platter to start yeah. i want a steak sharing platter a few different cuts yeah, on oh, it nice. is a coat de boeuf, a ribeye, a yeah. fillet. Yeah, get it in there. A medley of sauces. You can't get uncomfortably full during this feast because it's the feast of your dreams. Okay, it's a so steak, feast. so yeah. Obviously, some chips. A med- yeah. all, all, the, some all, chips. all the sauces. What sort of chips are you talking? Because you could put a fish and chip shop chip with this if you want. No, don't no. want them. Oh, sorry. No, they, there's a time and a place for them, and it's not now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want really good fries. Right. Ro- maybe those rosemary ones that you get at Honest Burger. Oh yeah. So like really good. They're, so they're, they're like properly home cooked ones. You know, not like McCain's. They're like no. home cooked ones, but they're f- like French fries. Okay, nice. Crunchy, delicious. Oh great. I want a medley of sauces. You're gonna definitely have peppercorn, mm-hmm. Bernays, yeah, and oh god. Actually, maybe just those two. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm so full, but my mouth is yeah. So it's but it, and it's a big platter, so you yeah. can just help yourself bit of this bit of that cook to different likings whatever you want and then yeah and then a delicious green lettuce salad with like a delicious dijon vinaigrette Oof, really mustardy yeah vinaigrette with that please yeah and then mm. yeah pudding i do like it but you don't have to have a pudding I'd love it if someone didn't have a pudding. I mean, I, to be honest, this is what happens. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like mad. I'm not like obsessed with puddings. I'm yeah. like, I could take it or leave it. If you said to me, you can't have a pudding again, I'd be like, all right, fine. Yeah. Me too. However, I if I'm in a restaurant, yeah. I'll say that and then I will order one. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Great. So. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, just yeah. FOMO, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It, just the opportunities there. Just the fear of missing out, yeah. So we're going, to, we're, going with, we're going to stick with the platter theme. Okay. Another platter of puddings. Yeah. A platter of puddings on which... <laughs> creme brulee. Tart tatan. Oh. Is that the apple one? Yeah. Oh, it turned over. I might actually... Do you know what? I'm going to make one of them next week. Okay. Oh, God. Um, that's what's going to be my quarantine bake next week. Oh, yes. Apple tart tatan. Lovely. Oh. Um, yeah, what, what did we say? Creme brulee, tart tatan. Eel flottante. Oh, Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, all right. I don't well, know then. how you can have a platter of them. It's yeah. like an archi- archipelago. Yeah, because yeah. they're floating yeah. islands, so it's an archipelago. Yeah, what a lovely, on. yeah. Different okay. heights, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like in Thailand, where they've yeah, got those amazing, I want lovely. that, but out of meringue. Great. <laughs> so an archipelago, is that how you say it? Archipelago? Archip- <laughs> I, I, I say archipelago, but archipelago, I don't know. Is it Arch- is it a French word or an Italian word? Archipelago. It's how I describe my um, the hair I've got on my tummy. <laughs> like a sort of little. It's so patchy. It's, it's like an archipelago. Yeah. Mine's creeping the other way downwards, down the legs. Oh, I. I mean, that's a different. I think that's a different landmass. Yeah. It's that my. I've tried trying to write some stuff about it. My belly beard, my yeah. archipelago, yeah. is trying to. It's trying as I age to join the main island. Right, I see, yeah. Haven't got belly, I've got um, nipples. Um, One on each nip I've got. So yeah, I, I guess maybe, yeah. Like, And then uh, something, something chocolatey, not not particularly bothered about that though. Just stick a bar of chocolate on. Do you know what definitely I want in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is some kind of cream cake. Okay. Or like a trifle. Oh, yeah. Like, I love a sherry trifle. Morrow, do you know that restaurant Morrow in Exit no. Market? Oh, my God, they do an amazing sherry trifle. Okay. But also, we have this cream cake, something of like, maybe like profi- profiteroles, something like that. Okay, okay. Pro- profiteroles, which are, okay, yeah. I've won. But it's a platter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want? It's Feast yeah. of Dreams. That you could take or leave. <laughs> I could take it or leave it, but I definitely want six different things of it on there. <laughs> to take or leave. Profiteroles, yeah, yeah. profiteroles, because that's got like a bit of chocolate, but yeah, it's not yeah, a full yeah. chocolatey yeah. dessert. And then after, yeah, we'll have some cheese. Yeah, great. <laughs> and we're yeah. drinking with it. See, what I'm big on. Do I have to choose one thing? No. This oh. is a feast of your dreams. Oh, well, Rose. I'm going. Right. Dr- uh, dirty martini to start. Nice. Um, Vespa, please. Okay. So half gin, half vodka with uh, vermouth called Lilette, okay. but with a bit of martini, olive brine in. She knows I'll have what that she's to kick about. off. With the, with the seafood platter, I'll have some champagne. Yeah. Uh, I like Lanson. It's not very expensive. No, it's lovely. But it's my favourite one. Yeah. It's I'll quite have that. dry, isn't it? Really dry. Mm. Then I'll have that. On the go, but I'll also have like a fucking top end white burgundy Chardonnay. So something like a Merso. Have okay. you had a Merso before? No. It's like drinking like the nectar from like the teat of a of a hummingbird. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dessert wine. No. No. Okay. Yeah, I've misled you there. Yeah. Uh, it's delicious, but it's yeah. like you know, yeah. So so. Yeah, so I've got some champagne if you want it. Play over a glass of champagne. Have a merso with the steak. Probably like a really good. It's going to be French. All the all the wines are going to be French. Sorry, yeah. but I think Great. like a maybe like a something like a Gigondas. So it's not nothing too heavy or tannic. Something very. I'm, I don't get me started on wine. I love okay. it. Okay. Okay. Great. And then. I mean, you could have some dessert wine if you want, but I'm not yeah. that bothered. Okay, fine. Fucking hell. It's the most extraordinary sounding feast of it ever. Well, I've basically chosen about four different yeah. feasts, but that's well, what that's, it is. Well, that's the definition of a feast. Mm. Four different... Oh, how glorious. And um, thank you very much for doing this. I've loved it. I've loved it. Mmm, <laughs> yum in my tongue.
What a lovely episode. Please follow Rose. It's at Rose Jono, J-O-H-N-N-O on Twitter and make sure you're on her Instagram as well. You might know her from being in Birthday Girls, brilliant sketch group, who also have a podcast called Birthday Girls House Party. Um, They've got new stuff coming out very soon. So now is exactly the right time to make your way through their back catalogue. It's all online and available to everyone. And very funny it is too. Follow the podcast on social media at The Hoovering Pod. You can subscribe, give us a five-star review. If you want to follow me, I'm at Jessica Fostacu on all over the socials and everywhere else. If you ever want to send me anything longer than a tweet, I think some people call it an email, you can do that through my website jessicafosterq.com huge thanks to acast for hosting the podcast uh, thanks again to the big drop brewery for sending me all that lush alcohol free beer it was so delicious hoovering is produced by emma corsham and the music is by mike greenway until next week happy hoovering hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code acast for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.